welcome back to Careers Explained. Today, we're talking with Caitlin Ranson about her career path and current role. She received her bachelor's degree from Davidson College in Studio Art and her master's of architecture from Clemson University. Her previous work experience includes working as a marketing director for William Ron Associates Architects and as a designer for Macmillan Pazden Smith. She's currently project architect Welcome, Caitlin. Thanks for coming on today. Hey, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Can you start by telling us what you do in your current role as a project architect? Sure. Um, Yeah, so I work for a firm called Hacker Architects in Portland, Oregon. I've been there for about eight years, a little over eight years. And um, the role of project architect is pretty varied. I mean, architects are really generalists, but also can be highly specialized too. So my role as a project architect is really um, to kind of carry a a project through from start to finish. So um, working, you know, early on on the design and concept, um, usually with a team of, you know, people in my firm and maybe a design principal and a project manager. Um, who's really managing the schedule and more of the budget, and then um, kind of carrying that all the way through the design, all the way through the documentation, working a lot with general contractors, and then really leading all the coordination with the consultants. So any given project might have a team of half a dozen to a dozen consultants that, um, depending on how complex the project is, those are structural engineers, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, sustainability consultants, all kinds of consultants. Um, so as the project architect, you're really coordinating all those people and making sure that the design is progressing holistically with all the different trades. And then oftentimes you're even seeing it through through construction, like support, supporting it through construction until it's all the, completely finished and open. Super helpful overview. Could yeah. you give an example? I loved that you walked through the steps there and what the team yeah. looks like of just any, maybe a common project? The firm I work for is, you know, there's a ton of different types of architecture firms out there. The firm I work for is a mid-sized firm and we really, we're really a design first firm. So design is really a really important part of our practice and sustainability. So, and we have um, a pretty broad portfolio though. So it's could be anything from developer work like multifamily or office is a big sector that we were working in and now it's kind of coming back. Um, but also our kind of the, most of our work is more in the institutional and cultural realm. So I've worked I've worked on performing arts centers. Um, right now I'm working on a museum in Bend, Oregon, um, but I've also worked on affordable housing. It's it's really varied. And, and I think there's in the field of architecture, pl- there's plenty of people who really try to specialize in a certain project type. One thing I have, you know, I'm only 10, 12 years into my career. Um, one thing I've really enjoyed is kind of every time, every different project is its own challenge. And when it's a different project type or a different sector, it's like you're learning all about what is, what makes a library successful, what makes it. So I think that's, so far, I haven't really um, made the decision to specialize in a certain sector, although that's a really common thing to do. Um, But I've enjoyed the opportunity at this firm to really try a lot of different types of projects. Does that answer your question? That's (laughs) great. And with a given project like the museum, for example, Mm -hmm. or pick any, what's the typical timeline of all those steps from when you first start to where you sign off? Yeah, um, it can really vary. But I would say you usually in design and documentation, like doing 
the, all the work to get to construction for about a year. I mean, and it can lag. It can, there's stops and starts all the time, depending on funding, depending on the economy. Um, but a typical design phase, design and documentation phase could be, a, is I'd say average about a year. And then construction is, you know, anywhere from 18 months to longer. So it's, it's a long, it's can be a long timeline to see a project finish, but a lot of times you're working on multiple projects at once and they're at different phases. So you might have one that's just starting design, one that's about to start construction. So it's, you sort of have to have like all parts of, you know, your brain working <laughs> at exactly. any given point. Yeah. Not yeah. only managing the steps of one project, but also making that work with multiple projects and yeah. how are you usually working on simultaneously? Um, typically, as the project architect, because you're so embedded in a project, yeah. um, you're really only working on, for me, like maybe two or three at once. Um, but if you're a project manager and you're kind of more high level, just or you know running the schedule and budget and stuff, you might be working on six projects at once. Um, it kind of depends on on your focus. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's usually just a few for me. Okay, just a few, and then in those projects, you talked about some of the steps from design to construction. Can you give examples of the roles and responsibilities that you are doing when you talk about the coordination to make that happen? Yeah. So there's very prescribed phases of a project, like it's an industry standard. So it's there's schematic design, design development, construction documents. Those are very prescribed phases that certain things happen during certain phases. Um, so early on, I mean, what I could be doing any I'm literally it's literally like art making and design and research we do a lot of research into the site and into the you know the community um, a lot of community outreach and then as you get further you know once you kind of have your form and your concept and you're past the sort of like art making part a little bit you start really getting into coordinating with all the consultants so um, you have to have a pretty technical understanding of mechanical systems, structural systems, and that come, that's all part of the training you know, to get here. But, um, you know, I might be in a lot of meetings, sort of in the midpoint of a project, I'm spending a lot of time in meetings with other engineers, working through details, working through problems. Um, and then there's also a lot of meetings with the jurisdiction, you know, we have to get permits for everything. So I'm, I might be presenting to the city, um, you know, a lot of our stuff has to pass the designer of the local design review board or there's zoning requirements. And so um, it's really interesting because it's a mix of very high level, like which art, which is why I got into the field in the first place, but also super technical um, kind of detail focus. And then as well as sort of public speaking and presentation skills. <laughs> I love the yeah. mixture along with the... Yeah variety of types of projects you might be working on keeps every day interesting it sounds yeah like. and then talking about the days can you give an example of how those roles and different phases might map onto a typical day or week whatever is more applicable yeah I think like what I might be doing during a typical day um, yeah yeah I mean early on like it's a lot more internal focus with my architecture team make like literally sketching with charcoal and and designing and building models and things like that um but then it can turn into a lot of meeting it turns into a lot of meetings <laughs> when you're really trying to like get the building resolved um 
but then there's also a lot of time out on site too. Once construction starts, uh, you're you're going. If you're leading the construction phase, you're going onto the site at least once a week, walking the site, meeting with the construction team, kind of doing a report on how things are progressing there, answering questions. Um, and there are plenty of people who like focus their career more in that realm because they like to be outside. They like to be on the job site. They like to really be like hands-on. Um, so I think I've definitely am more of a generalist in like the variety of, you know, being involved in all the different phases, but it's not like you, it's not necessarily how everyone operates. And so. when you talk about the specializing that you say you haven't done yeah. yet, you just mentioned it can be to a certain phase. And then earlier you mentioned that it could be to a type of project. Mm -hmm. What are some of like the big areas where someone might specialize? I think the most common specialization that I see is there are some firms that really um, focus on healthcare. Like healthcare is a very specific architectural industry because it's highly mm -hmm. technical. Um, and there's just a lot of very, you know, a lot of knowledge behind that design, that type of design. Right. And so there are certain programs, there are actually certain graduate programs, like Clemson had one that is a healthcare focus, like you apply to that program specifically. So if that's of interest to you, you could figure that out early on mm -hmm. and it could open up a lot of career opportunities, but it's also something you could kind of get into like, hey, try a project. And if you're working on a firm that in a firm that does that, and I really like this and then kind of start to specialize in that. That's the one that I feel like is the most, you see the most people specialize, but you know, we have someone in our office who has just done a ton of libraries and she's kind of like our library specialist. She just knows, and it also has to do with your network and business development and like just making those connections with people to lead to more projects. Um, so yeah, I could see, I, I don't know, maybe at some point, uh, doing that but I think right now yeah I don't know <laughs> I like right. the variety enjoying yeah. enjoying the generalizations you know, yeah. years in. it sounds like a similar theme is collaboration from the sketching the designs at the beginning to the working with the consultants how much of your job would you say percentage wise is spent with people first mm -hmm. on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah collaboration is definitely a huge part and that was a really that was a really interesting change to um, my day-to-day -day experience with the pandemic because so much of our stuff is physically in person working through mm -hmm. work especially early on in design there were a lot of tools that came out of the pandemic that are for virtual design that have been have really like changed the way we work but I would say still we're so we're now back in the office four days a week home one day a week um, and so a lot of my time is in person with my colleagues but a lot of the um, previous consultant meetings that would have been in person are all virtual now. Just, I think it's just because it's more efficient. Um, yeah. And we have these tools that we can design. You know, we're, we're working, we're able to work through problems um, on like a virtual pinup board versus in person, which is, is people have gotten really good at that. So I think um, a lot of my day is spent with people, but um, more of it is virtual now than before, so still collaborating the format yeah. <laughs> but it is important to have I think one one part of my role specifically because I am doing a lot of drawing like a lot of actual modeling and drawing of the building is finding that we we talk a lot about like trying to to not have meetings on Friday so that people can have that like focused work time because there is so much collaboration and meeting and blah 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 but you really do have to have that focused work time to actually like 
get the work done. Um, so there's, there's a balance of that too. So the drawing on like Fridays, for example, you would be doing on your own and then meeting. Yeah, we we're built, we're working in collaborative models. So it's a model that many people, including our engineers can be working in at once, but we're, I'm working on it, drawing, drawing, and then we can see what the other people are doing too. Very cool. Yeah. And then what do you like and find challenging about the role? I like that I'm constantly learning and stimulated and, you know, like learn whether it's learning about a new community or a new project type or a new construction method or new material. Like I find that really interesting, but at the same time, it can also like make you feel like you know nothing because everything, you know, like, cause you kind of, everything is a new problem. So you're like, oh man, when am I ever gonna be the expert? <laughs> um, which you grow expertise, but uh, I think that can kind of be like a double-edged sword a little bit. Um, Definitely. I think the timeline for projects can be, can be tough because things can just be really, they can take a long time. So it's not like that instant gratification of seeing your pro, you know, it's not like a, um, a, you know, a comparable creative industry, like advertising or branding or something where it's like projects turn over quickly. There's like, you know, that, um, these are long-term large scale projects that you're working on. So they can last years, but I do think the, it, that we have a lot of opportunity for impact. I mean, I think what I, so I, I get a lot of joy out of that when they are finished. Yeah, yeah definitely. Long-term, the deferred gratification pays off with the yeah. eventually. Yeah. And then you mentioned some other roles in the creative industry. Can you talk about why you wanted to become an architect as opposed to the other options? Yeah. So I, um, I was a studio art major, Davidson, as you mentioned, and I really didn't know what, like I thought maybe I'd go get my MFA and just be an artist because I had a lot of inspiring art professors, thought maybe I'd go that path, but I really didn't know. And I took a lot of art history classes and art and studied abroad in Paris when I was at Davidson, studied a lot of, I was, so I was very interested in architecture, but more from like an architectural history perspective. Like I didn't really know what it meant to make architecture. Um, I took one studio, one uh, modern architecture class at Davidson that had like kind of a studio component that was like the closest to actual like design. Um, so I just found, I was interested in architecture and I was just kind of looking for jobs after Davidson or like while I was still at Davidson to, that would give me exposure to architecture without having gone to school for it yet. And there was an opportunity in Boston at a firm um, doing marketing for them. So I worked there for a couple of years and that was just that exposed me to the whole process and I got to work really closely with the principals there um, and that kind of led me to apply to grad school go to grad school for architecture and here I am the rest is history yeah yeah <laughs> and on you mentioned the masters can you talk about is that a typical requirement in terms of what credentials education and experience wise do you need it's a lot um so if you if you go to undergrad and get a bachelor of arts in architecture from a certain university then that that's that counts to get to licensure if you went to davidson you have to get a master's there's no other way around it so um i so the master's program for me and then getting into the, getting to the master's program there are some like prerequisite courses you need to have taken in undergrad um mm -hmm. 
for most most master's programs like physics and calculus and things like that but then you then the master's program for people who don't have an architecture undergraduate degree is typically three and a half years um so it's not short <laughs> um and that you know cons is a pretty rigorous program with a lot of studio work a lot of um uh, uh, structural classes uh, you know it's uh pretty intense <laughs> um but uh, like some really cool opportunities for studying abroad. I got to study abroad in, archi in architecture school too in Italy, which was amazing. So then once you have your master's, um, there's a whole uh, program through the National Accreditation Board where you have to have a certain, I, it, they're constantly changing it. So it's changed since I did this, but you have to, when I did it, you had to take seven exams. I think it's down to six exams now. And you have a certain number of hours that you have to have worked that are like approved by a mentor. So it's it's pretty it's it's like can, they're trying to make it more streamlined so that students can be like students and start taking their exams. It used to be like you had to finish and then you had to work for a couple of years and then you could start taking your exams and and the whole, this whole running clock. And I think they're trying to make it um, more efficient and like so that people can get licensed sooner. But it is it is a process <laughs> and there are plenty of people who practice in architecture firms who don't ever get licensed like I could still technically do my job in a firm without being licensed but it's really you can't it's hard to it's hard to um, like uh, progress in an upward way in a firm if you're not licensed and then you couldn't really have your own firm because you can't stamp drawings if you don't have a license <laughs> and it's a license by state too so different states have requirements as well so. that was super <laughs> helpful and then when you talk about the opportunities yeah. moving up can be limited without a license what is the general steps maybe at least in your firm of is there a certain number of years you stay at a role or experience you mm -hmm. need yeah, I mean, it is a lot of it is based on your years experience like and that's one thing. I do think it, about the industry that is it, it is very it's slow because there's so there's like historically it's sort of like a um, what's the word I'm looking for like a apprentice it's like you're historically it was like an apprenticeship thing so you're like getting mentored and you know and and there's still like that feeling of like you just have so much to learn before you can kind of lead um but it I, so yeah a lot of it is how many years you've just been doing it but then I think it depends on what you want to kind of focus on so in my firm at least you could sort of go the project manager route you could go more the project architect project designer route which is what I'm on sort of more focused on design and like leading specific projects or you could go more of like a technical route where maybe you're supporting a lot of different projects but you're just kind of reviewing things from a technical standpoint so I think um, and those all equally could lead to like a, a principalship you know there's principals and then there's like in my firm directors who are like actual owners of the firm um, so any one of those paths could like lead to that it's just also what you're interested in and if you're interested in going out and winning work and presenting and interviewing and things like that or if you're more um, kind of behind the scenes technical you can still you could still definitely be a leader in either in either aspect of the industry. So you can go multiple ways, customize it to your yeah. interest, and all move up with those routes. 
at least in my firm. I mean, every firm is different, but I think right. that's that's the general um, understanding I have. Yeah. And so, what advice would you have for someone who finds this? They they're interested. They want to follow you. Starting with kind of figuring out when you talk about what firms you're working at or whether you were interested in starting there, would you have advice for figuring that out? I think, yeah, I think the firm that you work for and the type of work you're doing is, you know, it's really such a big part of it. So I think speaking, like really understanding what are the priorities of that firm, Mm -hmm. you know, and do they align with your priorities? There are plenty of firms out there that are, you know, just cranking out work. And if you, if you, have a passion for design or for sustainability or a certain type of work, affordable housing or whatever, I think there's um, knowing that can help you maybe find the right firm that aligns with your passion. Um, But yeah, I think otherwise it's just kind of understanding the big picture of the trajectory and like, you know, it took me I graduated from Davidson in 2007 and it just, it was a long road because I just, you know, not that you have to know right away, but there are a lot of steps to kind of get to where you are (laughs) in this uh, industry for better or worse. And I think once you're in this industry, like there's so many, what I'm doing now, like working in a firm is a very sort of, I've had a very linear progression (laughs) of, you know, like kind of traditional in some ways, there's lots of opportunities once you are an architect to work on the owner side, work for a college campus. I know like one of my relatives is a university architect for a college campus. There's lots of opportunities. So you're kind of on the owner side. There's, um, you could have your own firm, do really do like small projects and be really nimble. You could um, work for a general contractor. There's so many, you could work for a developer. Like there's so many, um, once you're kind of have, once you are an architect, there's so, I think there's so many different ways you can be in the industry that aren't just like traditional architect. <laughs> Don't, the world's your oyster within architecture. Yeah. <laughs> look around. Yeah. And then finally, any general career advice for be getting into a grad school program or trying mm-hmm. to find a job after anything generally um, within the architecture field? Um, well, I would be happy to talk to anybody and assist in any, any way. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think like just trying to, to it's hard to say no early on what you're, what you're working towards, but just kind of understanding the full picture and the, how long it takes to get there, um, I think is, I didn't really realize that. So it's good, good to know that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I love it. (laughs) 